1: You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Episode seven of the Claret and Blue podcast. We're back at work after Christmas. How was your Christmas? I think I'm going to call this something like the festive review or something. Welcome to Misery FM. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> How was your Christmas? Some positivity to start the podcast because um, this is going to be a, a, yeah, a little so it was negative all right,
0: one. But I don't think that's going to be the diversion we need. Cause I've put weight on, haven't so go have have I? nice, I've got to go back you? to Slimming World. Oh. Got to go back. We've all done it. Yeah, yeah I know, but I have kind of done well in the last couple of years to shed shed some of this puppy fat.
1: But you can do it again. Call
0: cool. it. Yeah, I've I've got that. I've got the, I've got the, the experience of doing it. But <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> I've just been resorted to comfort eating. It's a, a, a good
1: it's a good Christmas, though, isn't it? If you looked at it and you are i oh, put weight on. You've had a good time. Yeah,
0: have I, though?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, football-wise, definitely not. Football has been awful.
0: Nah, let's just talk about my wife, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do with that than talk about Villa. It's been a miracle. Miracle. Mirable. Miracle. It's been a miracle Christmas It's been a
1: miracle, i tell you a, that. Jesus. Other than that
0: one moment, I mean, let's, let's make a 45, <clears throat> podcast, 45 minute podcast about Conor Harahan's goal. Oh, lovely goal. Um, lovely. Other than that, it's been absolute um, dog <laughs> poo.
1: Yeah, keep That's it PG. It's it. the first day back into work and I came on the bus today. And I was just sat there staring <laughs> out the window. you
0: tried to out misery me. <laughs> yeah.
1: You got the train. It was lovely. It was only 20 minutes. I was coming in, just staring out the window, just like imagining the, the sad music and the rain coming down like I was in a, in, a, in, a, in a sad film. And I was just like, one, going back to work is never nice after Christmas. Mate. But to come in and have to talk about three points for well, Villa. I think that's what's done it I think mind. I'd have worked
0: from home I'd have been sat in my pants eating Quality Street yeah. If it hadn't have been for having to come and do this podcast
1: <laughs> How did you put the weight on, by the way? Is that, <laughs> is that it, sat in your pants eating Quality Street? <laughs> I don't know what it was to be around.
0: Pigs in blankets, <laughs> I think, as I said Were my uh, yeah. oh, my guilty pleasure i had, had, pleasure. had, had a, a good few pigs in blankets. Um, I went to Harry Potter World Nice Yesterday have you ever tried butter beer? Yes. It's minging. You don't like nah, it? No, it's it. all right. Do you like
1: it? Yeah, it's like, I can't describe it. It's like flat pop.
0: It's like cream soda good. with loads of. Oh, mate, it's, this, it's that disgusting. They've got a vat next to it where you can actually tip it away. <laughs> it costs seven quid. Wow. We'll get onto Villa again. <laughs> nah, forget it. I don't It seven quid for a tank. You can keep your own tankard. Yeah. Oh, mate, it was minging. Oh, so. it's
1: America a few years ago and they've got it there, Not the Harry Potter world, like in Disney. Yeah. <laughs> what are people listening for at this point? You anyway, it properly there and it's, it's nice.
0: Anyway, Aston Villa needs somebody with a magic wand yes, to nice. come and rescue them from these miserable... <laughs> <laughs> existence. What we're talking about? We're, we're going to talk about Villa as a whole because I'm not sure people are going to want us to digest minute by minute, misplaced pass by misplaced pass. we will we'll be here all day. Defensive we, if that was the case. By, by defensive laps. Well, so. I
1: started doing some notes yesterday. Last night at I don't know, 11 o'clock or something. And then I, st- I wrote Dear one Matt, I've had enough of working here. I cannot <laughs> yeah. discuss this any longer. <laughs> I wrote one page and I was like, oh, I just can't even be bothered. Like, there's no point kind of going too in depth on the game. So I've kind of got some rough notes. So we'll kind of go chronologically, but there's obviously kind of bigger talking points for each game. Yeah. So obviously, Southampton, probably the biggest talking point besides just losing to a team below us, which is an embarrassment in itself, is obviously the McGinn injury which happened right in front of of us. It happens where there's a free kick that should have been given in the middle. Referee doesn't give it. John McGinn goes racing over. All well, the ref was
0: involved, all wasn't frustrated. I Didn't the ref... Didn't the ref look, so we're not going to go into this in mad detail, but didn't the ref kind of block off Man Mark Wesley during the oh, run-up to it, yes. I think? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was, yeah, he was in the way, wasn't he? Yeah. And he didn't give the free kick. McGinn comes running over and he's running towards us in, where we're sitting in the lower trinity. And his arms are going like this. <laughs> I actually laugh at like, oh, yes, like he looks like up for this. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's down rolling around on the floor clutching his ankle and you think oh god here we go and he doesn't go down (laughs) not like that and he looked in pain and all the players were coming over and Jack uh, came over speaking to the medical staff and he looked like gutted and obviously it's not like a broken leg as if like you could see bone or anything but that obviously said we think this is serious and he looked kind of shaken up he kind of then limps off obviously his foot's dangling in the air but like they like put the shoulders around him and he walks down the tunnel so I was thinking oh Probably not that bad. Yeah, if no stretch involved. Like, yeah, you know, like they, right, they yeah. stretch them off for anything these days, yeah. so it's probably going to be all right. <laughs> Classic, really it comes out. Oh yeah, it's a fractured ankle, and he'll be out for three months. Thank, thank you very much Happy Christmas everybody It kind of not That injury shook the game though I felt like the players looked like That rocked us losing yeah, so I mean, early on you
0: can blame that You know there's still a, lot of, a long way to go in that game But to me Not only are you losing a Premier League quality player In what we're discovering Despite our early excitement There's a dearth of real kind of Premier League quality yeah. In that squad You're losing that To me You're losing a leader because there, yeah. there really is a lack of leaders. Some energy as well. Yeah. Well yeah, well, a bit of pace, a bit of energy, leadership and quality. <laughs> you know,
1: We're not marking to a great player that we don't have. <laughs>
0: we're not blessed with those those things, are we? Yeah. And so to kind of to lose that in one one kind of enthusiastic packet, um <laughs> one bundle of um of talent that 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 is John McGinn. And we've said this before, you know, we've said that Douglas Louise, kind of Marvelous in Henry Lansbury. None of them have made themselves undroppable, yeah. At all, none of them has put have put two such two strong performances together really in a row. Um, so for begin to be out. Um, I say the leadership thing. I want to touch upon because I found found that during that Southampton game, particularly, that too many players were willing to not go missing. I think that's harsh to say they went missing, but it's too easy to give it Jack Grealish. Hmm. You know, it's almost like playing school football. Give it, give it the big good lad. He'll, you know, we'll score all the goals. he will sort everything out to me that's a dereliction of duty I mean, that you, feels like the tactic at this point if you're doing that as, as a professional footballer we know his quality we know he's gifted but to place that burden on him yeah. all the time use him as a diversion occasionally at least pretend to pass him and <laughs> you know utilise the space that him, him occupying seven markers has made for you yeah. don't give it him when he's, he's that tight under pressure and expecting to work his magic all the time you'll probably do it nine times out of ten but you can't do it all the time and to me that's a mentality thing mm too many of these guys who have kind of it's taken a couple of months to understand the intensity of the Premier League (laughs) I didn't think Villa were playing too badly during the first 10 dozen games of the season
1: that's the frustrating thing because you, we've we've said time and time again on here and on Twitter and all the rest of it that oh we've been in games so like we've given Spurs a good go we've given Arsenal a good go we've been to Man City in the first half and yeah. gave them a good go Liverpool were winning for eighty odd minutes like there's positives there that you think as much as we talked about with with Ty about that Liverpool game about the. The defeat kind of hitting us hard. Yeah. but I kind of feel like, well, can you not take any positivity from the first eighty minutes instead yeah. of only focusing on the last ten? Like you were good for eighty yeah. minutes, like use that as kind of motivation to to succeed. Like, but they do, don't they? They they, they can't cope with setbacks. They crumble. I when know. they, when it they setbacks, dis- it is disappointing.
0: Now, but when they've stretched it to the setbacks coming in the eightieth minute, that's only meant a two-one defeat from a one 0 lead. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if your setbacks are coming with those goals at the start of the second half,
1: oh, that's a joke as well, man. It is a joke, isn't it? I said in, uh, I think it was Norwich, it was one of the home games, I don't know, we saw all a blur at this point, especially with it being Christmas, um, when Douglas Louise cleared the one off the line. And I was like, oh, we've just made it to 50 minutes without conceding, and that was literally on the 50th minute, and I was like, that's the first time we've got to that point in the game for the last three in a row or whatever without conceding. It's just poor. It's really poor now. They've just got the hallmarks of a relegation sign. Yeah, I wrote that down last night, I was just like, for, for Watford, like... That and we'll come on to it in a bit more detail later. Those kind of performances are yeah. or what are like neutral fans will look at and go, Whoa, Villa are going down?" Yeah. Doing d- things like that. Yeah. I mean, we had a, we, were a, we were
0: doing. Yeah, I'm scared, <laughs> Daddy. I'm scared.
1: Don't be scared. <laughs> We've been through this before. <laughs> To we got, me, we've got more points than last time.
0: Yeah, well, so that's that's a bonus. That is the kind of you, you've clutched and you've kind of you've found <laughs> that we've already we've already kind of eclipsed the the worst ever Aston Villa relegation point. tally. You know, halfway through a season. So how many
1: points did we go we down? Had 17, we're 17. 18 now.
0: Right, okay So We're better than Lescott and company Brilliant um, oh, bas- oh, I
1: thought you were talking about Vincent company for a second now. I thought- <laughs>
0: Not Lescott and company <laughs>
1: They'd have been a great partnership i take them as a partnership
0: <laughs> Maybe ten years ago um, Okay, let's bask in that That's done In terms of I mean, how many points have got now? 18, 18. 18 from 20 games. We've done a little bit of Rachel Riley maths mm-hmm. and found out that if you... That's
1: not, that's not very good, is the If analysis. you
0: extrapolate that over a 38-game season, that works out at 34.2 points. Now, I think you should have points <laughs> <laughs> after the decimal place <laughs> just to kind of set those differences. 34 points. We've, oh, I don't think we could bring anybody much cheer, are we? I think in the last couple of years... I know else is miserable, so that uh, deal with it. In the last two seasons, 35 points would have kept you up because in 2017-18 2018, 2018, we had Swansea staying up with 33 points and 2019... We, no, we had Swansea going down with 33 points, yep. Sorry, so 34 would have kept you up. Yep. And last season we had Cardiff going down with 34 points, so 35 would have kept you up. I don't think the magic 40-point mark... I don't think that forty that has been a thing... That it's a target it to, to break, aim to, isn't it? But yeah, it used to be the, the kind of threshold to reach. I think 37 is probably going to get you somewhere near. The fact that we're even talking about these kind of margins these these survival margins at a time where we thought yeah I think Villa can finish 12 or 13 so Joe suggests how it's kind of plunged I know because you so look at that quickly, and go like
1: 40 points is the magic target but 37 will probably alright that's the difference of one win between 37 yeah. and 40 like are we having How to like narrow it just down one win, just, one, know, what? just one win having to like narrow it down and be like oh, we're, we're only one win away from not being good enough to stay up yeah. like it's so like tedious to have to look at it in that much detail yeah. and be that kind of downhearted yeah. that we need to even look at it like you say yeah. that you can't just sit back and go. Oh, we're already on sort of twenty eight, twenty nine now, and in the top half, and we're basically almost there. But that's, if you think difficult. about games when we were playing, because we should, we should be really because we've been in positions where. Oh yeah, I mean, if you think about games where, where we're points. playing,
0: what I would say, listen, it wasn't we weren't playing brilliant Olay football, but we were playing reasonably well against Bournemouth. Yeah, at home should have got something from that game. Palace against Burnley at home should have won that. Palace should have picked up it. Arsenal. So these games where they've been been competitive but they're just too fragile they're mm. just too they've got such a soft underbelly to be honest which is great if you're a puppy not <laughs> so great <laughs> i was just thinking about your dog to be honest. it's great if you're a puppy it's not great if you're a premier league, footballer. premier league footballer or a premier league club fighting for survival really i mean the one thing that we did say was we did notice a glimmer of Villa being streetwise as a football club during the... the, um, Not even the players, is it? (laughs) No, but it's (laughs) not. Maybe
1: they can learn from that, to be honest. Yeah, so the Norwich Norwich game, the the biggest highlight I took away besides the three points and the goal is... We've talked about you. Obviously, you talked about it. Then but we spoke about it last episode, and I've had several tweets saying like a Villa kind of tough enough. We spoke about Dean Smith like applauding off the Sheffield United players yeah. or whatever it was, and those little things where you think, oh, we are a bit of a we are a bit of a soft touch. Like I expect us to be a bit more ruthless than that. And we kind of saw that with the in the Norwich game with the ball boys. Now I tweeted about it after the game. Most people were like, yeah, I love that. A couple of people were like, oh, that's bad, bad, bad sportsmanship whatever I don't care I love stuff like that little petty things so it was brilliant like we said didn't we when the
0: the guy from the I can't remember the, which coach it was but one of the Norwich backroom staff come, comes kind of wading oh, into the middle technical was. area
1: because absolutely he runs all the way from his dugout in front of uh, we're kind of I think C5 or C6 so it's like the block over from Dean Smith's side he runs all the way in front of us and it's like what what do you do mate like, like, the thing is as well Norwich were time wasting yeah. from like the 30th minute yeah. with, with goal kicks that was and stuff my last pitch. minute
0: Christmas shopping at Mary <laughs> that I was just going to barge <laughs> your people out quick quick the time's running down did, did you get what you needed to get I can't remember I got a, I got a, a, a Apple charger yeah. but I didn't That's, didn't get an official one in the end I got it from Ban- Argus from, from Blackheath Sainsbury's uh, but it, it's done the trick
1: it's done good, the trick so. good phone's charged up now kept so. Mrs
0: Kendrick happy yeah good so.
1: So yeah, I, I love those little petty things that the, like the ball boy kind of just holds onto the ball until the player comes and then makes them come all the way to get it and then gives it them or then throws it to a Villa player or something yeah. so he has to give it back and little things like that. That was one for a, a, Villa had a goal kick and Tom Heaton obviously well, obviously were 1-0 up at this point. Tom Heaton leaves it and he's kind of just wandering around and Pookie comes running all the way over from sort of the uh, 18 yard box all the way over towards the north stand and the ball boy's holding it. Pookie comes all the way over, and then the ball just rolls it past him to Tom Heat, and then Pookie just sort of looks around and <laughs> like, "Wait, what are you doing, mate?" I love stuff like that because it, it will wind them up, like it will wind the players. I up. think winding the to be coaches boys, up You, need, they, you
0: th- need to kind of make most of whatever advantage
1: <clears throat> that you can have. Either that coach or the manager got a yellow card for for moaning. There's yeah. a moment where they kind of lost their head and were moaning at the lines, the lines woman as yeah. well, the assistant ref, or whatever they call, yeah. whatever they have to say now, because they thought it was their throwing or whatever it was. not it's like those little moments that. Like for a team under pressure, I mean, it, 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 we've talked about it now. It isn't great sportsmanship is it? to kind of be looking at these little things. Like, oh, they're like the best parts of, of, the, of well, the
0: day. to me, that it's little it
1: competitive j- edges that other teams will take, and if we don't start doing stuff like that, we'll get left behind. So you can't have to do it because yeah, everyone's I don't doing mind it. it. I think it's about being streetwise. I don't think
0: it's, I don't think it's cheating. I think it's playing within the kind of yeah. just pushing the boundaries of the game. It does depress me that 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 ball boy retaining the ball at the moment could probably make it onto Villa's end-of-season highlights DVD. <laughs> I do find it I find it grim that we're clutching to that level. Yeah, no, but that's equally, that's what we've been left with. We're a bit bereft at the moment. We need to kind of find little bits, little glimmers. Um, there was
1: a moment where, again, the guy in front of us... Um, when I think it was when the the Norwich guy ran past to get it, and the ball boys gave it to Elmo, or whoever it was, and Smith kind of looked back at him and like gave him a little smile. And it's just like those. It just gave our players probably a little bit of a boost. It's like yeah. yeah, like this is our place. Like we can do what we want in our own stadium, and they were clearly getting wound up by it, and that will translate onto the pitch. The players will just feel frustrated, and if you can gain that little edge from a ball boy. You have to take that, I think.
0: Exactly, because, it's, again, it's getting that home crowd going. And yeah. It's been hard. Villa Park, I, I thought for the first... How many games I played at home now? Let's say it's, it's 10 games at home. I thought the atmosphere was brilliant. I mean, I go back... I'm going back to the kind of balmy summer now when we turned up on a Friday night against Everton in, you know, short sleeves. Yeah. And the place is rocking. And it's almost as if... And I know it's a kind of... It's a mutual thing, Yeah, you know you feed the players, the players, players feed you. But it's almost as if the Villapar crowd have kind of almost going through their lull. And I'm part of that crowd. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not standing on my feet, kind of <laughs> starting chance. So, you know, take responsibility as well. But it's, like would say, little moments like that, little moments like the ball boy <laughs> annoying the opposition lifts the crowd and we got to kind of put together any little kind of little piece of the jigsaw that are going to get Villa out um. of this real I don't know I don't want to call it a crisis I don't want to call it a mess but I think it's a real kind of close to that a real sticky sticky situation there. on Look, the ball boy thing the, I mean, we won't we won't kind of do this to death but do you say that, that JT had done yes, a, yeah, a, given was, a little kind of pep talk to some of the ball boys I was just the that there
1: was a game earlier this season I can't remember which it was after Everton I think So
0: (laughs) One of the ones between them and now, yeah. Yeah,
1: Between Everton and Norwich. JT came to the ball boy in front of us and just kind of gave him a message in his ear and then pointed at the other ball boys. And I was like, I'm looking at it more so than the rest of the game. (laughs) Got a a thing for ball boys, clearly. (laughs) Um, Not like that. (laughs) And uh, all of a sudden, the ball boy runs off to the one next to him. Like, they're separated, aren't they? And he speaks to him. And a minute later, he goes and speaks to someone else. Yeah. He speaks to someone else. And then I'm looking, still still looking, and down like the corner flag by the whole end, like you can still see each ball, ball going around to the rest. And I'm saying to my dad, like, JT just told him to tell the others something. I don't know why. Probably bring it, your boots. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's probably start time wasted or do this, do that. And I didn't really see anything that day that made me think, oh, yeah, that's what he told him to say. But I would imagine it's along the lines of, don't give the ball back so quickly or try and you know drop the ball or whatever so yeah just little little moments like that that you can kind of hang your hat on and go oh, at least we're trying to be a little bit nasty you're listening to claret and blue a ball <laughs> boy special <laughs> podcast for a Live. right let's talk about the those other the ones who um okay you get my phone out for this because i can not be really bothered the write ones anything on the up. pitch um do you want to talk about norwich a little bit Is there any positives from norwich for you just the goal just the goal To be honest Courtney Hawes Was pretty good Um, Yeah
0: (laughs) For one game only Yeah (laughs) Um, I don't I really don't want to
1: I put uh, In my notes I Because I was trying to find a, A PG word For what the ball boys were doing And I came up with Ball boy tomfoolery uh, rather than ball boy housery ball boy corn housery <laughs> yeah, just, just a bit of tomfoolery it is was, a good description yeah, of what the ball boys are up to it was just a bit of ball boy dance wasn't it really <laughs> to be honest Christ um, I did put that wingers was an issue the midfield balance is still an issue have Villa got wingers Oh, that's <laughs> bad isn't it it's so annoying Like, well, I want to come on to like, the summer recruitment later specifically like as a whole I just feel is like
0: just the kind of Taste to keep people involved Yeah, yeah we'll come on to that later yeah, So far
1: <laughs> we've talked about Christmas Travelling to work And ball boys So yeah. we'll talk about football A little bit um, Thing is though t- We're talking about Villa But I'm actually laughing For the first time About Villa oh, it's So good. For <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good start um, <laughs> I'm brothers. crying inside but <laughs> <see> if you're <laughs> laughing That's good Sitting <laughs> in, my head, in my hands. Um, The wingers I wanted to, I don't know whether I said it in the last episode But I, I mentioned about I wanted to see more of Yota. I've said it to somebody In private you us now yeah I was like, it feels like a bit of an enigma to me. That like, is he is he going to be good? Is he like we've not seen enough of him to fully judge him? Like, there's that one assist that he got for Wesley in against Everton, the, yeah. the game of the season. At yeah. this point, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, there might be something there. Like he looks like a decent player when he when he's come on in in little little sparks. I want to see more of him. We've seen more of him. Not yeah, probably not, probably not brilliant. Is it? You
0: can't still judge.
1: St- yeah, uh, over yeah, that, fair. but it
0: he, he, he doesn't doesn't fill me
1: with great excitement but I suppose that's or hope it's a player coming into a side that's already struggling isn't it the only players that come into a side struggling and do well are Jack Grealish types and yeah, Tyrone I mean, Mings types it's an interesting one
0: with wings, isn't it because I think on their passport it says profession winger in brackets you know i reserve the right to be a bit flaky I'll play well yeah, one week and I'll play not, playing, not so well like the next that. week now at the moment I'd take that one week of playing well yeah. from any of them um 'Cause at the moment the fact that none of them <coughs> none of them and by them we're talking and we're all Ghazi, we're talking Tresaga. That was actually the highlight from from Norwich when um Toy. I tweeted that um, Blobjorn was calling him of <laughs> yeah, rather, rather than Tresemme. I did nick your joke about an hour after you'd made it. I know. Uh, Someone
1: tweeted me, uh, tagging me in your tweet, like, "Oh, yeah. oh look, what, look what this guy's done. I was I've
0: killed it. Sorry about that. Dan made a good gag about head and the shampoo gag about head and shoulders. I nicked it, you know. We've settled our artistic differences, <laughs> or similarities. Anyway, what we're talking, Trezegay, Tresemme, El Ghazi, and now Hotter. Yeah, wingers can be flaky. They can blow hot and cold. But so poor have they been. That sounds
1: a bit like a bit of a Yoda sentence to <laughs> <I'm sorry, yeah. laughs> so, say. So poor. You got so, alcohol in that mug, or uh, I wish. I no, yeah. with this waistline. Uh, <laughs> give me a beer. So,
0: I've got a bit of cold coffee actually. I'm Just giving, give me a per.
1: Thanks. So poor have they. Been, <laughs> that sounded
0: horrible. By the way. What a slur. Yeah. So poor. I'm going to get to the end of this sentence in a minute. So poor have they been <laughs> that Aston Villa's best player was moved centrally yeah. for one game. And, well, he excelled there, but he, he, he excels wherever you're playing, to be honest. But what I'm saying is... Codger, is he talking about? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about Codger, funnily enough. I'm talking about the ball boys. <laughs> talking about Jack Grealish. So poor have they been that Jack Grealish is having to be...
1: <laughs> that should be the title for this episode. <laughs> so, so poor have they been. been. <laughs> I might do that, actually. So poor have
0: they been. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I've lost me trying so, to
1: talk. Talk about Jack out wide because Ty said we're playing him out wide because we're this is Toy Toy Price. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he might be saying it as well. To be fair. <laughs> he's he's playing left wing or out on the left because the other alternatives aren't great, I and mean, that gives us an extra man in midfield, yeah. Harahan or Louise or whoever. Yeah. I understood that; like that made sense to me. Jack was being productive on the left wing. He's got his best goal-scoring yeah. season ever. Um, I think five goals and five assists or whatever it is I don't don't even care at this point he's very good we all know that but that's now uh, playing Jack left wing makes up for poor wingers but Jack playing left wing means we control the game less because he's not central to everything if we want to have him on the ball at all times and it's just get the ball to Jack Gries and let him do his thing all the focus of play is narrowed down to one area of the pitch now rather than him being central and allowed to kind of float around middle, left or right. It's all just pump it long down to the left side and he'll either cut in and score a goal or he'll have to play someone in and it's all just focused in a little corner of the pitch. I understood playing him out there as as a way of not playing one of the wingers if they were poor but now we're controlling games less Jack has to play centrally especially with McGinn out now like for Watford he's back out on the left after being good against Norwich yeah and Lansbury's playing in the middle like
0: wasn't, wasn't the beauty of are playing... you expecting
1: Lansbury to create the sa- I'm not trying to like dig him out specifically but I am <laughs> also at the same time <laughs> are you expecting him to be as good in the middle yeah, as Jack Grealish is for
0: Lansbury you could have put any of to the other central could yeah, yeah exactly couldn't to me the beauty of when Jack Grealish when Dean Smith first put Jack Grealish out there was he got this partnership with Matt Target mm. and Matt Target was getting forward, overlapping, you know, kind of making decoy runs to allow Jack to come inside. Matt Target has gone backwards yeah. for me, so you're not even getting the beauty of that. Can I can I propose I don't know if it's radical thinking, it's probably bloke in the pub tactics, which is what people come to us for, yeah, yeah. to be honest. Get
1: that on an iTunes interview.
0: Is there any is there any scope for Gilbert playing as a winger and Al Mohamedy continuing
1: at right back? Or Potence is that just... I, I'm reaching out here. At the minute, I feel I like that's a Steve Bruce thing. The, <laughs> I don't like players playing out of position. There's just a general rule. Like, even Jack is a left winger. He's not a left winger, wizard yeah. I'm not a massive fan of that. Trying to, like, shoehorn players in. I thought Elmo was decent against Norwich might have even possibly in Southampton I don't know all the games roll into one it must have been Norwich I guess because we won we we played poor against Norwich really I don't know I thought Emwell was good at one point at some point (laughs) in his his Villa career I thought yeah he's alright there (laughs) Um, I don't know I feel like with the wingers not being great like chopping and changing them and dropping them isn't going to fix that is it because if you've got the alternative is Jack left wing and Gilbert right wing just give Trezeguet and uh, El El Ghazi a run in the game just give them six games in a row you're our left winger you're our right winger you've got to deliver because this is your chance to prove why you should be playing why we shouldn't be replacing you in January it's a difficult position out wide isn't it because if you put a great ball in and Wesley miss times the header that's not your fault as the winger if the ball was good so there's little things that we kind of look at and go oh they've underperformed they've not delivered but if they're not being supported by the rest of the team it's just a vicious cycle isn't it everyone kind of needs the rest of the team to do well to, for them to be good <laughs> apart from Jack that stands out on his own the midfield can look a bit shaky if the other midfielders aren't playing well Yeah. so you can kind of go Douglas Weaves weren't very good yeah but the players around him weren't very good either so what, like how, who, who do you want to dig out Courtney Hawes wasn't very good yeah but was his left back any good either like yeah. they, all, they all kind of need to join in together don't they so I don't know I just feel like maybe we're not And I wasn't one of these people that like oh, we're going to finish top off but I thought yeah this team should be good enough yeah. to, to be alright in the Premier League I'm kind of looking at it now thinking oh maybe we're just not as good as I thought we were because the start of the season when we were saying about we're being in games is that kind of average players overperforming because we're new to the league and we're all up for it, yeah. or was it? What's the alternative? Yeah, but yeah, was it like average players under overperforming, or or are they or are they actually decent players and now they're underperforming for whatever reason? Because at the start you'd have look, you you'd looked think at some players, they're
0: If you set your level. You can play at that level, whether you're overperforming or not. Yeah. If you've shown that you can play at that level, you can play at that level. The worrying thing for me is that when we got, I mean, who are, who are, I mean, you may beg to differ. Our four best players are probably down the spine of the team. You have got Tommy Taitan in goal. Mm-hmm. You've got Taro Mings, although we know that he had a bit of a wobble. You've got Jack Rudish, and you've got John McGinn. Now, we started the season. We played. Probably, I know we lost Jack for a couple of games. We played a dozen games with those four in the team, and we still weren't winning football matches. Yeah. Now, albeit we've gone to play against Arsenal, but
1: Arsenal aren't great. Performances were still decent-ish, though weren't they? We celebrated a point at at
0: Old Trafford where Watford have gone and beaten them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So even when we've had, I
1: suppose it doesn't really always work like that, does it? No, no, I
0: know (laughs) that, but we've. Even when we've had our strong, our strong performances haven't yielded points. Yeah. So when we're, if we can't win games
1: but I suppose Norwich, with our strong performances. Norwich on Boxing Day, we were lucky to win that. Yeah. So kind of sometimes it will balance itself out. With Norwich, kind of when everyone kind of gets all sort of doom and gloom about, oh yeah, lose to Watford. Oh, lose to Watford, you're going down. Like I always kind of think well, with Norwich specifically, they got a point against Tottenham after losing to us. Like yeah. after losing to us, like... You'd be thinking, "Oh God, we're in real trouble, losing yeah. to Villa." And then they go and get a point and could have probably won against yeah. Tottenham. The difference is Norwich were unlucky to lose against us, yeah, and Nor- they played they, well They us. played well and continued that against Spurs. Yeah. With us, we were lucky to win against Norwich and got found out against Watford, yeah. which is seriously seriously I mean, I think, worrying. I think that's that's my biggest concern. it's Probably a good
0: time to touch on um, the Dean Smith situation. Really, listen, I'll, I'll put my cards on the table. Uh, I'm, I'm team Dino. Yeah, so much. I can't see. I, mean, I don't. People say, "Oh, would it be different if he if he's a, if he wasn't a Villa fan?" No, no. I think to <laughs> me, it's more the fact that I think we've got to keep faith with the bloke who's delivered Premier League football in the first time against the odds. And I think we were saying before the cameras and the and the mics started rolling. Did the mics roll mm. before they started purring and whizzing <laughs> that? <laughs> Villa finished fifth in the championship
1: last season and we're lucky to get that far so we're not lucky but you know what I mean
0: they're now nobody likes 18th in the Premier League nobody likes it it feels horrible but it is still in the grand scheme of things a higher position than fifth (laughs) in the championship factually correct and that wouldn't have happened if Dean Smith hadn't picked up the pieces of a Steve Bruce rain that was kind of, you know, careering out of control Hmm. and brought some organisation. We know there's a 10-game winning run. We know Jack Grealish discovered the magic in his boots. And I suppose people could say, well, okay, well, maybe somebody should come in and be the one who picks up the the pieces (sighs) of a Dean Smith.
1: I know, but who... I
0: don't want Villa to be a kind of, you know, knee-jerk, knee-jerk, knee-jerk all the time. We had this situation...
1: That's how we got to the trouble we got into the first place. Well,
0: think about it... Well I lost their way under Paul Lambert. I'm, you know, I'm not sure they ever <laughs> knew what way that was. To be honest, but I lost their way. Tim Sherwood came in, delivered that short, sharp shock, yeah. but that just kind of paved the way for further chaos. Mm-hmm. To me, and I, I know I'm going to be at odds with a growing section of the fan base. Now, I'd rather get relegated with Dean Smith and trust Dean Smith to build come back up now I'm not the one who's in charge of purse strings at Aston Villa Christian Perslow, Nassif, Sawiris and Wes Eden's think well that might be okay to you Matt but we're not quite prepared to take a £120 million gamble mm-hmm. um, we need to be in the Premier League at all costs having got there um, and listen people have made, made changes and it's worked. I remember when Nigel Atkins left Southampton, and people were like, "Oh no, this bloke has kind of, you know, he knows what he's doing. What have you made that change for?" And then Pochettino was 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 born as kind of <laughs> Nespet, you know, the the new Mourinho, the new Fergie, or whatever. So listen, I know that I can't. I don't think you can say that there's nobody better out there who could do a better job, but equally, you know, I think Villa got their man, got their manager. Manager appointment bang on last time. Does that mean that they've got their brilliant at picking managers? Does that mean that they've used their luck up? I don't know. But to me, I think it's we've got to try and trust Dean Smith to find a way out of this. Yeah. I think the growing frustration is that he doesn't seem to have been as tacti- tactically flexible as we would have liked him to have been. He's um, a good
1: coach, though, isn't he? He's good on the training ground. He's good like before, before he came to us, and I, I've not watched much of Brentford. Obviously, but I would have looked at him and gone, Yeah, he's a good coach, like he, he, he knows how to set a team up. Whereas now you look at it and think, "Oh, uh, you look to him and think, we'll change it, like you must be able to see what we like. Yeah, I'm no football manager, but I can see that what we're doing at the moment isn't working, like surely they can see the same. So, why aren't we making changes? That's frustrating. There
0: must be an alternative reality, yeah. that doesn't <laughs> see you go down to 10 men, sorry, oh, go, go yeah. the opposition,
1: yeah, yeah. like yeah. Watford, one nil down. Bad enough as it is, dagger out send men with a, what half an hour to go or yeah. something. You think, right, here we go. I did a tweet yeah. saying we have to take advantage yeah. of this now. Thank, thanks for that, Villa. Make me look stupid on Twitter once again. Well, How even you, can if see you two were just scoring, kind of the opposition
0: 10, and out battling the opposition, yeah. even if you lose that game one 0 that's basic, you, isn't you've it? Whack the kitchen sink at Watford, <clears throat> but I don't know. I think I think it probably helps having a couple of away games. To be honest In terms of the mood Mm. of Villa Park Because I think If Villa would have come back
1: The atmosphere at the end of the game Against Watford Wasn't great apparently
0: If Villa would have come back To to Villa Park On New Year's Day I think it would have been A kind of A real pressure cooker I think I don't think it's a free hit I think people are going to Demand
1: that they go to to Burnley And get a result Got to win Um, Got to win now Every game is must win now If it wasn't already like we were looking at the the points total before, weren't we? When we we looked at five games between now and Burnley, how many I don't points? Think every games must win because if they won every game, that would oh, take yeah. them into Europe. Just about. <laughs> oh, pedantic! You know what I mean? Like every game until you get that win. Yeah, every game is a must win. If that makes sense. Like if we don't, who have we got? If we got Burnley away, then Man City. <laughs> oh dear, Man City. But then I think we have Watford. Or Brighton I've written I'm looking at my fixture list And I've written down The home games And the away games Not in order Can you just
0: throw A Rotherham in there Or a, <laughs> under, under threes Or something <laughs> in there Just to uh,
1: But you've got Burnley Watford and Brighton in, in three of the next four So those games Are must win If you lose to Burnley Watford is a must you've got win got to get out Of
0: the bottom three As soon as Yeah And I think the fact Okay we've seen Southampton Have a, a Mini revival um, if you like but the fact that Bournemouth are not too far away yeah. Brighton are not too far away uh, West Ham obviously uh, are not too far away Villa not cut adrift you know back in what is it down 15 16. back in fifteen sixteen, Villa were effectively down by Christmas yeah. now they're not cut adrift now um, they've, they've proven albeit probably four, five, six weeks ago that they can be competitive so, this is where Dean Smith earns his money. This is where he needs to retain the, the trust of Team Smith, people yeah. like me or you, but more importantly, he needs to retain the trust of Team Smith, people like Christian Prusler, <laughs> Um to be honest. And he can only do that by affecting positive change. Yeah. If he believes in his system to such an extent that four three three at all costs is the way and he just has to tinker with the personnel from time to time, we need to start seeing some evidence of it. I think knowing Villa fans as I do that if Villa lost 1-0 at Burnley on New Year's Day but hit the crossbar five times uh, and you know kind of um, battered down the door there I think people would think we can see it we can see signs that this is working yeah. but I think it's the the kind of the forlorn kind of sorry kind of I don't like to say toss it off because I don't think I don't think it's a very nice phrase <laughs> <laughs> but I also don't think that footballers I don't think this, this set of footballers are doing that but I think I tweeted after the Norwich game that they, sorry, after the Southampton game that they need to be braver hmm. on the ball and off the ball they need to take responsibility they need to, be, they need to run faster and run harder and work harder and tackle harder and actually just kind of give the impression that if Aston Villa are to be relegated this season it will be not for the want of trying that they're,
1: they're battling running their little socks off to, to stay up we don't, one, I don't see that enough the only one that was doing that was Jack he was the furthest forward, I think, against Norwich, and he was he was the one he was the one closing people down, and he kind of looks looks back at who's with me, guys, yeah. and there's no one there, and it's like I, I would feel like if I was him, and I, his when he's frustrated, and you can see it on the pitch. I've Told you about it before the Matt Target one when he's got time to play the ball out along the floor to Jack, who's in space, yeah. and he just boots it straight up up, up up the pitch, and Jack kind of throws his arms around and goes mental. That when you see that frustration, you I feel that as well because he know we know that he knows what it means yeah. as a Villa fan, and when you can tell how frustrated he is with his own teammates, it almost makes it worse for the the crowds. It's not just a random captain who's came and joined in the summer; and he's yeah. frustrated with his teammates. Like he gets why it's so annoying. Yeah. So, I saw someone saying that like he's kind of thrown his teammates under the bus with something like that because he's kind of going to everyone. That was awful. Like,
0: I don't think. Yes, I demand remember him doing be- that. I remember him doing better? that to Albert Adoma in the um, yeah, yeah in the playoff semifinal yeah, yeah. Um, at the Hawthorns.
1: So it's just having standards. He's Villa captain now. He has to get yeah. He he is head and shoulders to come back to it, a lovely shampoo pun from earlier. <laughs> above the rest of the players, yeah, without a doubt, he's head and shoulders head above and shoulders above, above Trezeguet, <laughs> yeah. definitely above Trezeguet. <laughs> he's he's one of the best players in the league. Right, so he's clearly the best player at Aston Villa. He said after the game against Norwich, like him and Connor did an interview with uh with Amazon. I was gonna say BT for a minute with Amazon, and he was like, he said something like, "Oh, you, like you should see us in training. Like we're great in training." I, like, I know that's a different <laughs> like level, but like if we're good in training, and then we come onto the pitch, I mean, we
0: were great in our know, dressing room before we did <laughs> yeah. this. Wasn't we?
1: The first run <laughs> of this was excellent. I'm not sure about this one. If but that that's frustrating as a as a player. Like if he can see that these are good players. And then oh yeah! Listen,
0: he's not Matt saying Matt, he's it, not saying to Matt Target. Right. He's not taking his frustration out, taking his frustration out on Matt Target because Matt Target hasn't made a jinking run, drop, drop the shoulder, and played a lovely reverse ball <laughs> into Wesley. He's, you know, he doesn't expect players to be him. Yeah, but, but he expects do the them for to right? do the basics. And to me you can't play a pressing game with one person Yeah. Exactly. you can't even do that in doubles badminton you know you've got to, you've got to have two people who are forcing the net so what's the point if he's doing it on his own what's the point it's that's, a team
1: game yeah that's the thing like coming back to what you said about Dean Smith I'm Dean Smith in as well I think I said I think it was the one that you weren't on even if we went down I don't think from from a Villa perspective on our experience there isn't a better man to get us promoted because he's the one who did it before yeah. <laughs> just on pure logic he's already done it so I'd give him the chance to get us back up again now obviously it's easy to say oh well if he takes us down we'll come straight back up if that doesn't happen and we stay down it's, we're in, we're yeah, it's in real a trouble for again life. yeah exactly but if we are to go down mass changes happen anyway changing the manager as well does, you know what doesn't happens. seem if worth if Smith gets sacked say, well,
0: say Burnley lose 4-0 Burnley lose it say yeah. Villa lose 4-0 on New Year's Day Dean Smith gets sacked big you know one line statement we would like to thank Dean for his efforts blah 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 blah. what will happen John Terry will be giving the caretaker manager job
1: and nothing will change
0: so probably if John Terry can't influence that dressing room from the role that he's got <laughs> drilling them on set pieces for a start then what's what's really going to change yeah. I don't think Villa are going to go and get some kind of magic man uh, back to Harry Potter who are, are going to get some kind of listen, I might I might be wrong I might be wrong but I think stating the obvious the
1: pressure's on Dean to find the solutions yeah has got to find the solutions uh, and he's got to f- find them quickly. from a very basic level I'm seeing things on Twitter oh we can go, let's go all out for Pochettino I mean if give your head a wobble it's not going to happen is it the, the guy that's over overachieved with Tottenham gets linked with Real Madrid Arsenal Man City Man United everyone yeah. it's going to come to Villa in the bottom three I mean how much have you had to drink this Christmas if, if you think that's a genuine possibility Allegri from Juventus again it's not going to happen if we sack Dean Smith now it's going to be an Allardyce a Pulis it would have been a David Moyes like West Ham have gone back to David Moyes like do we want to do something like that do yeah. we want to should we get Paul Lambert back like what, what <laughs> are you expect what, what are you expecting to change like unless obviously like I'm being very naive that there's probably a great manager in the German league or something that could come in it doesn't feel like that would happen to me. It feels like we go for a safe option yeah, yeah. in a a purely. Oh, imagine, oh god! If, like, it feels like what we did with Bruce. Like, oh yeah, we'll get Steve Bruce in. That at the time, I was like, oh, this is a let's this do, is a disappointing let's think appointment. Back to
0: when Dave Smith got the job. Who was the Who were the other contenders? I don't know. Thierry on. Yeah,
1: right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the alternative route, isn't it? Like an unknown, untested. Was it Rui Rui Faria from, yeah. from Chelsea? Like, if we go down that route again, we haven't got a crystal ball. That could work. We could finish on fifty points, and it'd be the best second half of the season since last year's second half of the season. But that's not going to happen, is it? If we're struggling, I think sacking the manager as much as like as much as I'm Dean Smith in you've got to ask questions we're not I'm not saying that Dean Smith in everything's happy it's it's definitely not we are awful at the moment these three games should have been at least six points seven or nine ideally to come out with three is horrific because I'm not going to dress it up as I'm Dean Smith in so I'm saying this is all all alright it's unacceptable and things have to change but I feel like and I know it's a different league but something in Dean Smith got us to win ten in a row yeah. Now regardless of the level, that is an unbelievable achievement in sport to win ten games consecutively. Yeah. I trust in that man's ability to be able to find the fix, and I am not saying we'll win ten in a row again, but we need to win what six or seven games to be to be about right. What does yeah. so that give you? Another eighteen points yeah. gets you to thirty-six. So we need to win six games from from nineteen. Yeah, which is not impossible Which is one in three, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, just yeah, one in three. So if we won one one and lost two for the rest of the season which would be rubbish we'd still be alright like yeah. I, I it, it doesn't seem that difficult to be it's able to do beyond, that
0: but it's not beyond the realm's of possibility if these things happen they need another way of
1: scoring goals yeah in but January window coming in up in January so window the thing with that though is also that I mean I can't think of a player off the top of my head Dwight Gale if you sign him I'm not saying he's the answer you need him to score goals immediately like Darren Bent when we signed him yeah. in under Houda. you need him to come and score on his debut and start yeah. affecting matches straight away yeah. if you sign Dwight Gale and he scores one in six pointless yeah like you, you, we can't pin all your hopes I know if we sign a couple of players in January we're going to be fine they need to hit the ground running immediately and need to start winning uh, winning us points so it's kind of like things need to change I don't well, know as well what but I don't
0: think the pressure is organ- the, manager's is the to sign a couple of bring a couple of bodies in in January I don't think the pressure is all on them because what you would hope would happen is that it would lift the levels yeah. of those around him. And we've seen and we've said that that this squad, albeit kind of a 13,
1: 14 man squad, um can compete? Well, that, that, they can compete. That first eleven, Tara Ming's in there, McGinn in there, Jack in there, um Tom Heaton, Gilbert, Engels at the start, Target at the start, Harahan that starting 11 is good enough to stay in the Premier League, I think. But now we're seeing when you lose some of those players through injury and through loss of form, there's no one else behind that 11 to come in and make a difference. You look to the bench, and again, I'm probably being a bit harsh on individuals. I'm looking at championship players. Lansbury is a cha- championship player. Codger is a championship player.
0: Well, they were, but <coughs> they were championship fringe players.
1: Jota, yeah, again, championship a Premier,
0: fringe players. They player. were championship fringe players, Lansbury
1: and Codger, in. A team that finished fifth Yeah And now you're saying Yes Henry we Have a go have, have, have a go at midfield mate Yeah in, and, and in The, the shape and win. the way
0: Smith set them up to play Wasn't getting results When John McGinn
1: Yeah Was playing in there And also then you You make changes against Watford And then you make Changes to your changes At, at half time Proving that you got it wrong like, Yeah And it's kind of I guess good in a way To at least At last recognise Okay we need to make changes Because it's yeah. not working but if you drop your wingers and then you go, oh, excuse me, uh, El Ghazi, we need you back for for the second half. Like again, it just all feels a li- little bit I don't disjointed that. I'd,
0: I'd rather somebody acknowledge that they've got yeah, got something yeah, 100%, wrong. But and you'd hope that El Ghazi would have what we call the the Harahan effect. When he's been left out, he comes on, he scores a goal as a substitute, or his first game back, he does well. You know, we know there's a problem beyond that, getting yeah. the third or second, third or fourth game. I don't... I don't mind Smith experimenting because what's happening is not working. Yeah,
1: true. Uh, and but then I kind of look at it and go, from from your your build-up from Boxing Day to the 28th, like the decision to start him with Lansbury and put Jack back out wide, is that... It? is that a decision you look at as a coach and team think, Yeah, that's, that'll win us the game. Yeah, what's
0: Lansby done on that? Jack I mean I doubt, co- they've, doubt they've trained on the twenty seventh anyway, they've probably just had light recovery work. <laughs> yeah. What has Lansby done or said to you or bought you for Christmas <laughs> to convince you that he starts <laughs> starts there's, that there's game? Been games where- His last game where Sheffield
1: United, he was yeah fairly anonymous that day. So, there'll be people that will, will kind of throw the, the Harrahan thing at us that we that we rate him but there's been games where you look at it and think oh Connor should Connor should have maybe started that game whereas I, I would never look at Lansbury and go oh yeah you, you should have started that yeah. and then all of a sudden you move Jack back out on the left when he was good in the centre against Norwich mm, it just doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense that's one of the, the fir- one of the first times I've looked at a team sheet and gone that's a, that's the wrong line up yeah. I, I, I kind of look it's got rotation and make changes and fitness and all the rest of it things weren't working so you change the personnel but that, that set up I just I don't know I just again I feel sad <laughs> <Despair>. <laughs> it's, it's difficult because uh, you look at the the games we've got left and I've put them into home and away home form is you look at yeah you need to you need to do if you do well at home you should be okay home games we've got and at this point in the podcast is me just reading fixtures now Man City Watford Tottenham Sheffield United Chelsea Wolves Man United Crystal Palace and Arsenal <laughs> now you look at this season so far and think oh we've had some tough away games we've played all the big boys away and they've got to come to Villa Park now and when you're playing well you think oh well you know, a Man United or an Arsenal come to Villa Park who aren't what they used to be and we might nick something there which is true that's fair that could that could happen but now you look at it as a team that's struggling and think oh Arsenal Man United Chelsea Wolves Sheffield United Tottenham like they're all difficult difficult games and they're the games that we're pinning on oh, if we're at home you need to win so I look at that I say there's three games out of those nine that are potentially winnable: Watford, Sheffield United, just because they're overachieving. If they have a bad day, like maybe, <laughs> and Crystal Palace, and then maybe you nick something against a Chelsea on an off day or a Wolves or a Man United or whatever. Probably got more chance of getting something against Arsenal and Man United than you have against. Yeah, the, probably. probably. You have against Watford and Sheffield United. It's a shame that Man United and Arsenal are a bit near the back end of the season. <laughs> We're all going to be panicking, though, isn't it? Away games. Burnley Brighton Bournemouth Southampton are the next four I know they're away and they're difficult but all four of those I've marked down as their games you could be picking up points from Leicester Newcastle Liverpool Everton and then West Ham Newcastle and West Ham are two more so I'd say there is one two three four five six seven eight nine games out of eighteen where you could get something I feel wonder like away game this season yes I don't know who but yes I'm pretty sure we've won at least one away game and I need to find that out can you do some filler what I was going to say and we'll come back I'm sure we've won away we must have won
0: away come back to the points targets we should know this in a bit was finding there was an interesting report in the the Daily Mail uh, Mail Online the day about the wage bills and although Villa had this kind of big spree
1: Norwich of course yeah (laughs) Just the five-one, don't you remember? People it? just
0: screaming at the, uh, <laughs> screaming at the, whatever they listen to this, or it's watch that, this on.
1: That's the only one, though, isn't it? Man United away was a draw. Yeah, you can't count that as a win, you know. <laughs> no, no, just as a positive. Yeah, one win, one away win. I and mean, the away the... the away form's been terrible, but we've got we've got to play the easier games in air quotes for those that are listening. Yeah, from the list that for, you read, they
0: the, you, you see there'd be more potential to win the games on the road than they would at home. But they're so flaky, they're so
1: yeah. so spineless. Um, but I suppose if the the positive to the home games is, and again, this is re- re- relying on the fans to to play their part as well. If the atmosphere happens like what we saw at Everton, and we're right behind the team because we're going to have to be because you you've got to support the team, haven't you? Because we 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 will we will be in a crisis at, at some point if things continue in the way they are. You've got to be up for, for Wolves at home, how, Man United at home, how do we, how Chelsea at home.
0: Because if the bloke next, the bloke next to me started singing, not on his own, I'd probably wait for another 10, I'd start singing. But how do you. You start it? Oh, I can't, mate. You've heard me
1: sing. Yeah, that's true. Are you happy to do it here, but not. Probably finish us off, wouldn't he? I don't know. You Everyone...
0: get me with a microphone on the pitch, w- like wouldn't be Ron That's <laughs> the sign of Dean Saunders all those years. They get me on to whip up the crowd before
1: we start w- the game. We just all need to be better, don't we, I guess. And the players need to have showed us something, though. Like you say, if we. Like Man City, right? I'm not saying we're going to play Man City at home and win because it's very 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 unlikely but if we go to Burnley and win and we play really well you've got to be coming back to Villa Park well up for it and hoping if that if we go to Burnley and lose we should be, we've well, still yeah, got to true. be well up for it yeah true <laughs> but it's easier well, I,
0: don't to, you, I don't know how that it's that easier for that 40,000 Start that.
1: it's easier for that 40,000 to be positive if we've just won though is what yeah. I'm saying um, but yeah Watford at home Sheffield United at home and Palace at home that's got to be 9 points yeah. so that takes you up to mid-twenties there's three or four away games there that you've got to be winning and then if you nick points against a Chelsea or a Leicester or a Liverpool or whoever that sees you enough like if we need six wins out of, ni- out of 19 just ugh, let's win the,
0: that win that the just next six and be done with <laughs> yeah. it to be <laughs> oh, that'd be lovely do it that way I
1: mean that we could win four out of the next six <laughs> Burnley, Watford, you Brighton, watched, and Bournemouth. That's the, <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? Like we, it's I easy to to win four of the next aerial
0: duels out of the next six. <laughs> I want back to win four of the next set pieces out of the next six. To be honest,
1: it's so it's so disappointing that there was a stat. Um, we've had four shots on target in the last two games. Uh, Burnley have had four shots on target in the last three. So <laughs> that's going to be a thriller, a minute. <laughs> be an absolute goal fest at Burnley. I mean, it'll probably be that Burnley win. Two or three nil, not yeah. it? That's what usually happens with that. But that's got nil nil written all over it on New Year's Day. Which, like that. Man. Well, yeah, we need all we can get. can we like send the Burnley lads on a night out for New Year's <laughs> Eve or something, and make sure they don't get home early or whatever.
0: Send our ball balls up there. <laughs> <In> the go. <game. laughs> yeah. I was just I was touching on the. Um, we said we we're going to talk about the the summer recruitment, weren't we? Um, yeah. Touching on, there's an interesting report about about the comparative wage bills of the Premier League teams. Um, and there's a suggestion that Villa, there's only five clubs in the Premier League who pay, who, whose wages are lower, who, who pay less than, yeah. than Villa this season on average. Those teams are Sheffield United, Norwich, Brighton, Burnley and Bournemouth. So if we're taking that as an accurate barometer, and i have got no reason not to trust the figures from the guy, um, Nick Harris, who's, who's quite clued up in these matters... <coughs> Villa was still below par, yeah, but not as below par as you'd imagine. It's almost because Villa spent 140 million pounds on new signings last summer that Villa have put together this super duper Premier League squad who should be in the top eight, nine or ten. That's not the case. Judging by what they're paying their players, they they should be. Yeah, in the lower echelons of the division. Now everybody could say, "Well, Sheffield United pay pay a lot less than than Villa, and they're still, you know, they're the exception. They're a freak. They're the exception. <laughs> exception that proves the rule." I think it's probably been. Uh, I mean, we, we've been guilty of being get, getting carried away. I know Ash has been being kind of very kind of complimentary of, of of a lot of the Villa players, I'm not just digging Ash out because he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> um, but. Looking back now on that spending spree in the summer, and knowing what what these players are being paid compared to their Premier League peers, maybe we were all guilty of yeah, getting yeah. A, a little bit carried away. Maybe Villa, you pay, you know, you get what you pay for. They've signed twelve players, you know, roughly averages out at ten million pound a player, ten million pound a player, and you know, thirty five, forty, forty thousand pounds per week probably doesn't buy you that much of a Premier League player. Yeah. Nowadays. Now the thing that, that Villa <coughs> probably become and I use the term success very, very loosely, Villa have probably become a victim of this their success early in the season when they were competitive because we know what they're capable of. Yeah. Now, whether that was adrenaline, confidence, you know, the the excitement of stepping up to the Premier League, I don't
1: know. Probably a bit of everything there.
0: Those players have somehow got to find that
1: performance level and more at a time where confidence is you know falling through the floor really yeah yeah I think it's from the outside looking in you say Villers spent X amount of money they bought 12 players they're, they're uh, they've, they've got a good side there is what you say yeah. they, they've signed players they're, they're going to work with that we had a squad of about 6 people before signing those players like yeah. we had to make those signings to fulfil yeah. a team sheet so like you say it's difficult because I look at the names now very differently to how I looked at them at the start of the season where you think, oh yeah, good player, good player, yeah. decent player there, good player. Now you look at it and think, oh, maybe two or three out of those 12 that yeah. I think, yeah, there's they'll be here for the quote long term. Yeah. Whether that's two seasons or whatever. The rest I'm looking at thinking they're probably going to be on the fringes until their co- contract runs out at some point. I think to me it's back to that And Maybe they're not as good thing, as we thought.
0: You know, if you want a player... Who's got Premier League experience, and yet he's still mobile enough and energetic enough to play in the Premier League? You're going to play. You're going to pay a premium for them, mm. and they couldn't do that. So, the most experienced player, with the exception of of, of Tom Heat, the most experienced Premier League player is Jack Grealish. Yeah, he's 24, and I think I think there the probably is the talent in that group of a Premier League squad. But is there the leadership? Is there the nous? We've talked about them being streetwise. We've talked about them dealing with setbacks. I don't think. I think that's where they're, they're lacking, and yeah. that's where you can't lack. I mean, this is what happened the year that Villa got relegated. But they had they had senior players in that dressing room that time. They had Jolene Lescott. They had they had Mika Richards. But they just weren't very good <laughs> senior players. They weren't very good role models. Now. They've, it's a bit of a cliche but kind of they've got to try and find in the face of adversity they've got to try and shape leaders the evidence of my eyes suggests that that's not <laughs> that's not a great plan
1: so far yeah oh, I'm depressed now looking at that list so <laughs> let me get my list of the 12 players that we signed if I get the right way around and we're going to do a very basic not- like <laughs> no, um, they're in no particular order just from I did it from memory of uh, who, who did we sign. So we'll do a very basic kind of hit or miss, not like a, a rating out of 10 because that's too specific and I can't be bothered. Just like a good 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 signing or bad signing or kind of indifferent. Can't or we tri- have
0: like a red, amber, green?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's confusing as well though, isn't it? Yeah, Let's well,
0: we can give more all ambers then, can't we? we can sit on the fence <laughs> and we don't, don't hang out
1: anybody out to dry. Just say don't know if you don't okay. know. Okay. Don't know. Tom Heaton. Yeah, he's a hit, isn't he? He's a hit. So I'm going to put a tick. I think personality-wise <laughs> as well. Yes, yeah, 100%. Good in interviews and stuff like that. Seem to be a good yeah. leader. I'm not
0: really asked about him in interviews, but I'm
1: more asked yeah, about but him like communicating that's the only, pitch.
0: That's the only way no, we get I to see. He seems like a grown-up.
1: <laughs> because he is. He's 30-something, isn't he? He's a man. <laughs> what do you respect. Okay. Man or no man. Man. So <laughs> We're done hit or miss, but I've gone with a tick. So it's probably tick or cross. Okay. Fre- Freddie Gilbert signed in January, but... We didn't see him to the summer.
0: Yeah, I like him. I think he's one of the best. He's, he seems to have the kind of spirit.
1: I would put half a tick. Okay. <laughs> I think there's potential there that he looks a good player. this. But, yeah. Tyra Mings, hit. Yeah. Easy. I agree, yeah. Esri Concer. again, I think potential. I think he's decent, but not. not.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see him play in the Premier League alongside Mings a few more times. Yeah.
1: Courtney Hawes. Bought
0: in as a backup player for a couple of million. I mean, I think you've nailed it there.
1: I think a lot of these, you'd think they'd be decent. <sighs> they'd be decent in the 18 squad, but now we're having to rely on playing yeah. Mings uh, constant horse as it's a
0: two. So, oh, they'd be decent squad players, but when you put them on the pitch, no, no.
1: <laughs> Do I bench. don't
0: mind them on the bench. Do that's
1: warm-ups right. and that. Yeah, they're good at that, but <laughs> we don't want to play them. Um, yeah, it's kind of... Hit or miss, or kind of in the middle, isn't Half it? Half tick, yeah. Horses is kind of in the middle. I'd say. I put. A dash. I don't know what we're trying to achieve uh, here. But I just on. kind of want to assess the summer recruitments. And go on. What we go think? Engels. Now, ten games in, I said, yeah, hit. Yeah. Seven million, good player, great player. In fact, almost.
0: Yeah. And when Shane Long goes past him and the, and the sloth <laughs> yeah. gifts are coming out, you you start to start to worry. I think Engels is a good player, and I think he'll prove over time to be a, a good player. Because that League was the player. partnership,
1: wasn't it? Mingers and Engels, they look great together.
0: But he's your, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of of an example. He's almost your kind of Ernie to Mings. <coughs> Eric. <laughs> he's not, you know, he's not the lead man in the partnership. So yeah. when you're asking to be the lead man in the partnership, and the responsibility is all on him, he seems to have creaked mm. a little bit.
1: I suppose if you're, you've started off playing with someone as good as Tyra Mings, and then all of a sudden he's not there. Yeah, that is a loss to anyone, regardless yeah. of how good Engels is or not. Um, so yeah, I think there's there's four central defenders there, and Mings is the one that you go, yes, definitely. The other three are kind of like, yeah, let's just yeah. juggle between them all and we'll see what happens kind of thing it's not in the same order but keep the defensive ones first Matt Target he's <sighs> an interesting one isn't oh, I'd say it? that's a miss <sighs> because we paid good money for him as well and I thought oh yeah like come up through the South Southampton Academy like t- probably a decent player would in there would you
0: rather have him in your team than Neil Taylor yes, yes. does that necessarily mean
1: that he's <laughs> a brilliant Premier League left back that just means I don't want Neil Taylor in the team no um, I think he's oh, he's obviously better going forward than defensively. That's uh, obvious, but he's not he's not brilliant going forward either. Like he's, he's four like, out of ten, isn't he? He's, he's average at, at best, and we yeah. paid good money for an average left back. Yeah. So I'd say that's a miss as a transfer. I just think your full-backs can kind of set the tone
0: sometimes. Mm. If listen, you don't need them to to fly into kind of stupid tackles and to you know be dishing out leg breakers left right and centre but it's it's a kind of I don't know it's just a kind of I do like a snarling (laughs) a snarling fullback who's playing at full pelt all the time yeah who's kind of you know we spoke about ball boys let's return to ball boys who's kind of you know getting the when when we're in position possession getting the ball boys to get the ball quicker really kind of playing at that tempo and I just think if he's played like he's feeling his way in yeah which he is but Six months into the Premier League season you can't feel your way in anymore. Yeah. Um Douglas Louise. I like the goal on clearance.
1: Yeah. I liked his goal. Did goals. Like that. Yeah. But besides that <laughs> mm, again he's just like just a noise. <laughs> he's too casual, isn't he? I think he he's obviously come from the league, hasn't he? And he's trained with Man City. And I would expect that because of that he wants time on the ball to to do his thing. I think if he gets time on the ball, he would do his thing and you think, yeah, good player there. Yeah. But because he doesn't have that time, like the when I think of him, it's probably foolish to think of a negative for him just for the sake of it. Like that back heel or that little turn against Bournemouth or whatever it is, like little moments like that I yeah. think, oh you not you're not quite cut out for streetwise. For that. Street wise, it's been, yeah. been
0: knowing when to play and when not to
1: play. But then he scores a great goal because but Does even that, now, I, think, I, think, he's, think, oh, I yeah. think
0: he's tempted too much into into shooting by people shouting for him to shoot. <laughs> yeah, I think it influences his judgment.
1: Again, fifteen million. If Pep rates him, the players, uh, the, the the manager is playing him. They clearly see something there. Like,
0: yeah, listen, he's he's capable of playing
1: in the Premier League, but he's a kid. in needs yeah, the he's of development. He's of only
0: developed. twenty or twenty-one. Is he? The isn't it? Of, I can say I'm, I'm probably sound. I'm probably saying like the old fart that I am but he needs to be kind of more grizzly and more snarly and more yeah. he needs to hurt more defeats need to hurt more I'm not convinced that they are they're not convinced they're hurting enough people on the pitch as much as they're hurting the people on the terraces at the moment
1: yeah that's fair I'd say unsure on Louise' potential to be a good signing if he sticks around but I've not seen enough to make me go yeah look like, he's amazing but yeah. also not to be like he's awful Nakamba again Feels very similar, probably more inclined to the, the awful part, especially yeah, on the last he's few games. I thought ru- he was he's got this he's,
0: recent habit of trying to climb assists, doesn't he? he trying to set up uh, rubbish the other day,
1: that because that his defensive mistake comes before that goal on clearance, yeah. doesn't it? And, and again, Jack goes mental at Nakamba for that. Like yeah. he just kind of lets him bounce off his thigh, and it's very kind of it's going again.
0: Take responsibility. Whatever area
1: of the pitch you're at, take responsibility. Again, a player that's probably if he's got time on the ball Probably all right, but you don't have that in the Premier League. I know it's a cliche, especially in the position that we are as well. Like when teams press us, you've got to be quick. And I did a tweet after Watford, um, or during Watford at half time, I think. We can't retain possession. That's such a basic element of football. If you've got the ball, keep hold of it. If you've got it, (laughs) nothing can go wrong, essentially, unless you do a Leandro Bacuna a (laughs) few years ago and boot it back up the other end. if you've got the ball you're, it's, it's up to you then to, to, yeah. to control what what the game, uh, game where the game man, goes if you can't keep hold of the ball for more than two or three passes that's what sees you go down it doesn't, yeah. you can blame VAR for this and we would had bad luck here and this ref did that if you can't keep the ball when you've got it yeah. what do you expect to happen Someone's, yeah. you're going to give the ball away and you're giving the opposition more chance to, yeah. to score it seems so basic and I, I'm not saying that the, the coaching staff can't recognise that yeah. but we can't sit here and go Dean Smith out he's not the one li- losing the ball he's not the one who's got time to play it and Villa blast it the Villa pitch don't like. see
0: goals because of concerted periods of pressure no we're just doing stupid mistakes you think teams don't even need to press us that much because they think oh well they'll give us the ball eventually anyway
1: that, if Douglas Wee isn't, isn't at the right place at the right time for that great block against Norwich we've got one point out of Christmas yeah. at best because that's that possibly at nil nil. I don't. I don't even remember. But do you know what I mean? Like it's. It's us. We're the masters of our own downfall. We do so many stupid things. But if you can't even keep hold of the ball for a couple of passes, like the I think it was um, potentially Southampton. It's like I. I obviously I'm at the game, so I don't hear the commentary. But it must be Heaton, Engels to target back to Engels back to Heaton, Gilbert. Here comes Jack, hundred yards deeper than he needs to be, yeah. back to target. Like we just ping. Like, our possession stats must be massively out of whack because when we've got the ball, we just ping it around defenders for a bit. Long ball up to Wesley. He either miscontrols it or he's nowhere near it, yeah. or the ball is poor Back's or whatever. Back. And it comes back to you, and you're back on the back foot again. And then we get the ball, bit of possession at the back, long yeah. ball forward, and it's like we've got to be more creative than that. Like there's, there's some decent players in that side that can so unlock a defence. Right if, if you've got the ball and Your only tactic is to Pass it around for a bit look for, a, look for an opening Go along And then you're on the back foot again yeah. And then you're prone to a mistake as well That's what gets you relegated Imagine that team that Jack oh, oh, hey, It's oh, not even worth thinking grim, of is it? It? If, if it wasn't for Jack And Tom Heaton We'd be bottom now yeah. without, without a doubt And on about 4 or 5 points yeah. bleak, We're, isn't it? Worse than the season bleak. When we went down bleak. So, that, so does that mean that the team Is worse than that side? because that seems impossible because <laughs> that team was awful I the, those players aren't as bad as the team that went down but we're so reliant on Tom Heaton pulling out a couple of wonder saves and Jack Grealish being creative at both ends of the pitch yeah. besides from that you lose McGinn and you lose Mings and the rest of them are kind of looking around going well yeah, yeah. what are we supposed to do who, who do we play the ball to we, we need kind of to come on and ping a goal against Norwich to get us three the only points over Christmas the only goal that mattered there's a substitute Coming off the bench And having to Pull out a wonder goal like It's it's just really poor Alright anyway, back to you know right is Where to we get to And the Nakamba Miss For me Yotta Miss Yeah agreed Trezeguet Kind of in the middle Leaning towards a miss I think Trezeguet a miss as well Was Al Ghazi this summer as well
0: Yeah he was He was made permanent In the summer
1: yeah. yeah so Again I've seen glimpses From him and Trezeguet to a certain extent Trezeguet had a decent game the back end of November or something like that, where he's like, "Oh yeah, he looked alright," and then he played the next game and he was awful again. So there's little glimpses from the wingers, which, like we said, you can kind of blow hot and cold, and kind of allow that a little bit for for the money we spent. And they're the only wingers you've got to play. It's like are they good enough to be starting in the in the Premier League Probably not. If Jack's not. not
0: making things happen, they've got to make things happen, and yeah. they're not. They're not doing yeah. it enough.
1: And the last one is Wesley who has to go down as a miss.
0: Well, he does go down as a miss.
1: 20 million, and he's a goal scorer that doesn't score goals to to really simplify it. I think he's been better in the Christmas period, actually. I think he's probably had his his better games in the last couple, which is I mean, maybe that's the, the whole team is poor, poorer, so yeah. he doesn't look as poor as he usually is. But he had a decent chance against Watford, that header. Yeah, he's got to bury that. I know
0: great Foster's safe. a great goal. It's a great save from Foster. Form, but I, don't, I, I don't
1: think he could have done much more, Wesley, there. I think. Uh, He's headed it into the ground. Oh, yeah, obviously. But, I mean, physically, I don't think he could have done... He's headed it into the ground, intentionally or not. That makes it a little bit more difficult for the keeper. It's a great save. I don't think he could have done more with that. Yeah, I think he should have scored. Yeah, he could have scored, but you know what I I think mean? he should have scored.
0: I think I don't think, he's, I don't think it's Gordon banks Pele. Uh,
1: it's, it's a
0: great save. I think he's got to score. Anyway. Has has to go
1: one yeah, oh, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or 4-1. It would probably roll Watford. <laughs>
1: <laughs> has to go down as a miss, just because... He needs to be on around eight or nine goals this season. Yeah. To at this point in the season to be worthy of. Like he's played, he's played a lot of games. Like he should have scored more goals. He's had he's had chances to score more goals and either not taking them or been unlucky or whatever. But then you you look at the sub bench and go, his his understudy is Jonathan Codger. Like, what's he going to do again yeah. <laughs> to to dig out another one? Personally, um, so yeah, it's just all a bit of a mess because you looked at those players at the start of the season and thought oh yeah might be some might well, be it's some to, decent it's players it's there. To prove people wrong and isn't they're, it? They're, they're not as good as I if they want to
0: if they want to prove themselves as premier league players their best chance of doing it is by staying in the premier league at Aston Villa yeah because you know it was interesting the the, the team that went down several seasons ago Amavi, Adrissa guy um very have all kind of re- reinvented and re- re-established themselves yeah. I'm not saying that, that the players that we've just gone through won't re-establish themselves in the Premier League but they're not going to get a better chance of Premier League football than this Yeah, um, you know and I know that if Aston Villa went down this season teams would Cherry pick Jack Grealish John McGinn Tom Heaton might get a, another gig in the Premier League somewhere and Tyrone Mings. Yeah. Now, I don't think many other signings would, would have people knocking down the door for them. So, you know, we've spoken about Douglas Luiz and Nakamba. If they're finding the Premier League hard going, are they suddenly going to be much better in the Championship? I don't know, I think it's time for them to prove themselves, you know, it's a re- proper kind of cliche alert, but it's time to stand up and be counted yeah. it's time to take, take responsibility which is what um, Smith said after Watford you know, this, is, this is in their hands this is in the hands of Dean Smith, John Terry Richard O'Kelly and the squad of players that they've assembled and we've established that they had to buy certain players, they were shopping in a certain market because 140 million ridiculous as it sounds, only goes so far, but now to me and again, he, he probably probably is kind of pub room, bar room tactician. It's about spirit and it's about kind of, it's about endeavour. It's about feeling defeats as hard as the fans feel defeats. And
1: but surely, if they start to show that. Surely if Jack is your captain, he feels it. So can he not get that feeling across to the rest of the team as captain? i sure do feel it. They've it. just got to show it. He looks gutted after a defeat. Who's lying on the pitch after probably Southampton I assume like head on his hands and you kind of look at him as a fan and think I oh, know I know what you're feeling and it, it's got to be difficult for him because he can't, uh, we can't affect it especially you and me we can't get on there and affect it even at a ball ball level too old for it we've got to start the chance haven't we but, I know but, we're on different lines of the Trinity but I'll shout <laughs> to you put, put me on speakerphone I'll have a look up say, Oh, you started one <laughs> I'll try one um, Jack can affect it and he's I'm not oh, this isn't uh, Jack's not trying hard enough he's the only one that can and Tom Heaton who can hold their, their head up high and go yeah he's giving it his best he's an excellent player but you can't rely on him to as a one man team just keep us in the Premier League it's impossible for him to do it all on his own as much as he's going to try to do it it must be frustrating that he can physically help Aston Villa win football matches but can't because the other 10 players or the other 8 or 9 players around him aren't as good as him yeah. that must be frustrating that when we did I agree special the other day Which has gone down very well By the way People say like He has to move to A better team at some point Because he's too good to be He's too good to be In the bottom three With Aston Villa As yeah. much as I, I love him And I would never want him to leave I kind of feel sorry for him That he has to Go yeah, through that, that with
0: us so <laughs> we've, we've got him for five months Let, Let's find the best way of staying him in the Premier League and, <laughs> and keeping him Just as a As a slight um, Aside And I think we're probably Nearly done yeah. In a second I might be wrong. I can see a central defensive pairing of Tyro Mings and James Chester oh. at
1: Burnley. I can't. Can you not? <laughs> no. I thought Chester was alright against the Liverpool kids. He's played 70 odd, 80 minutes, didn't he? I think, and was okay. don't know. I don't you think, think, think he's done. I, I don't think he'll play in the Premier League. You don't? I think that was a different intensity level in that cup game To what would be required in a relegation But as much as I love Chester And he's a a leader on the pitch That's what I'm getting at to be honest I'm getting at kind of men If (laughs) if, if, if Mings comes back on the same game That's his role to be the leader You don't need as much as You can never have enough uh, kind of leadership You don't need both of them I think Chester playing on the wing (laughs) <laughs> Might as well sticking left back or something <laughs> at this point, right? So I saw people saying Hawes should move to left back if Mings comes back instead of Target, which I wouldn't be. It's not the worst. Majorly the against, world. but again, think. it's players playing out of position that I don't, I don't like. Um, now I don't think Chester will play in the Premier League at all this season. I could be wrong. I think you've got three other centre backs there who are the future of whether we stay yeah. up or stay down. Uh, stay up or go down. Where Chester's contract's running out, he's had this serious injury. I think
0: I'm just kind of like I say, I'm just clutching for yeah, to no. get some kind clutching of
1: for a positive, get thought.
0: some experience and some some leadership in there. I, sp-
1: I want to. We will wrap this up now. I want to end with a kind of song. No, definitely not. A kind of I suppose theory is the only word I can think of. That's potentially going to make me look silly. I'm going to try and explain it to you. I spoke to spoke to it with somebody the other day in 2016 when we went down we knew by christmas like with this is probably the year like we've been flirting with relegation for two or three seasons at least always around 17th yeah, dropping in coming out and a and you, you know well, it's going to come one day so it's kind of as much as it hurt going down and it was uh, it felt like the worst thing ever when it, when it happened we knew it was coming that definitely that season and at, you know in, yeah. the, in the in the seasons before we knew at some point that was going to happen this team under this Dean Smith John Terry and the Jack there all these players Ming's here and etc this team wasn't meant to go down if that makes sense yeah. like this was supposed to be the beginning of something new yeah. and I feel like oh, I thought oh, we'll go down it's, it won't get worse than that and it's a bit like the plough final when we lost that it was like oh, this is the worst feeling like if we lost the plough final again it won't be as bad because we've already yeah. experienced it if we went down this year it will be 100 times worse than the last time for me because it it wasn't supposed to happen. Like, if you're talking like a fate, we weren't supposed uh, to go up there, were we? <laughs> no, well, yeah, because it was a miracle to get here, and we've kept hold of Jack in the championship. He's captain, he's he's you know heading into his prime. It's the best season he's ever had. We spent all this money. We've got these great characters in Mings and McGinn and people like that. We've got a Villa fan as manager. We've got this feel-good factor about the club. Like this is the beginning of something new. Now is football, though, isn't this, it? this is the start. So this is the start of us so claiming brutal. our place back in the in the in the Premier League. Like this team, was, uh The only way I can describe it is bit, this, it, from like a destiny point of view. As much as I don't really believe in that, this team wasn't meant to be relegated. Do you know what I mean? Like, we it, got any Disney music? Saying, music? Like, <laughs> we can't because <laughs> of copyright. But we're supposed to be better than that now. I felt like that—that that was all in the past. Like, not that we'll never
0: get relegated. League, though, need, I think I think you're right. I think that yes, this it would hit
1: so much harder now because this team is better than going down. Whereas yeah, last time thought, those players were awful. We last, last time
0: the, the kind of chop it and change mentality had gone. We thought that we got a manager who was going to be given space to to build a, a legacy. You know what I mean? We thought that yeah. you know that, that football's such a disposable game.
1: I know uh, it's just doesn't feel right, does it? Like you look at that that somebody uh, retweeted uh, the lineup from when we played Watford in the Premier League last yeah, time. It, it was like Bakuna, Toner, and Toner, Les Scott, Richards. Get stared all these players, and you look at that and you go, Jesus! Like how we weren't officially relegated in like September. I don't know, Um, but that team, you look at that and go, yes, absolute no surprise they went down. Like the club was rotten at that point, and it was it was going to happen. Whereas now you get your new owners in, and you spend all this money. If we go up, we'll start redeveloping Villa Park. Like all of those plans are halted if we go down. Jack's gone, McGinn's gone, Heaton's gone mings has gone yeah. we'll get all our money back and we'll be all right financially yeah. probably but we ruin everything that we're supposed to be building yeah. so going down this year which i'm um, i still don't think will happen i think five or six wins out of 19 isn't impossible i still think we'll be all right I'm welling up there <laughs> um, but this team is is meant to be better than what we're doing and that's why it's so frustrating and disappointing this time around that last time it was kind of oh well what do we expect with Wasters like that playing yeah. for us. Essentially, this team is better than where we are, and we've literally seen it this season as well. Got to prove it then. Aren't so why, got why are they doing it now? They've got 19 games to save the season. Yeah, because it's disaster zone if we go down again. This time 19. Ah, oh, 18. you have one less. <laughs> you got to win one in three. That's not hard, I don't think. On paper, and one in three. It's not even a dark hoop. We're not asking for a lot, are we? We're not saying like, "Oh, well, we need to be getting five, six points from every three oh, or whatever." I'm looking forward to
0: going back to Slimming World, though. So coming, coming so, to, so to, depressed. I'm going to be work. Eating dry <laughs> and rice
1: cakes. Coming into work specifically for this Just to I cry about Villa. It's bad, isn't it? Thing is, I suppose it is like a little bit of a therapy, isn't it? I tweeted that like it's, it's a little bit of a therapy session to go over it. Like we've had three pretty grim games in a week. There, it's nice to kind of. Fucking like a deep breath now Like a weight off my shoulders Yeah, I don't feel any better though, do you? A little uh, Halfway through I was like, yeah I've had a laugh Now I feel depressed again At the state of the future Of the football club If we get relegated That ball ball thing was fun though wasn't it? Yeah, that was good while it lasted We'll just go back to that What was the title I was going to say for this? What did you say? That Yoda phrase Poor, so poor they so, have been or something
0: so poor we have been or I have to go back so poor have we been
1: yeah it's nice to discover the title yeah. <laughs> before we need to upload it later we'll have that as a title so we'll come to an end on our longest podcast yet oh is it really about an hour 20 oh my god sorry about that sorry that's almost as long as a football game, isn't it? so we just go for another, what is it, six or seven minutes-ish to get to the 90th minute? Yeah, just want to kill a bit of time. <laughs> concede you a couple to, of goals in the last me the minute. Mic. <laughs> <laughs> Still got time to concede a few last-minute goals. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for listening or watching this podcast. Uh, if you've enjoyed it, you're an insane person like yeah, the rest of us. You're a masochist. <laughs> yeah, you enjoy other people's misery. Um, but we're all going to do it together, aren't we? There's... I don't know, 1500, 1000 people listening to this are all feeling the same things we are. You might disagree with our opinions, which is fair. You might agree with them, also fair. Um, And you might
0: want to give us a five star rating on iTunes, which is also
1: fair. Get some iTunes reviews in. Um, We asked for them last time for the mug competition giveaway. I've not picked a winner yet so we're going to roll that over to next week but <laughs> just get a few more reviews in there there's been some nice ones actually whether they're genuine or not or whether it's just so I can win a mug is doesn't matter we, to we us does doesn't matter yeah, if you don't, don't listen to the podcast and you just go on our feed it looks like we've got loads of great feedback so regardless whether they're genuine or not doesn't matter perfect does it? so yeah <laughs> thank you for joining us on this miserable Monday morning um, happy, is it, happy is it, new year is it, is it, is it even Monday <laughs> It it's is Monday. Monday. Yeah. I mean, no one knows what day or date no. it is. Do that this time. So yeah, New Year. Uh, we'll play Burnley on the first. So our next podcast will be. Is it next Monday? I guess. Yeah. What's the schedule for? Well, can we sneak one in like for the work? week or not? Maybe let's, let's
0: not promise that. Let's let's. Yeah, look we did for that for next last Monday. Time, didn't we? we did that for Boxing Day. For next that Monday. Yeah. yeah.
1: So possibly later this week after Burnley, if not Monday, the something of the something sixth. I think sixth, sixth, sixth January, of January two thousand and twenty. Two thousand and twenty. Yeah the year that Aston Villa the survived the, the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, okay let's call it thank you very much bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast if you enjoyed today's episode and please do let us know we love hearing your thoughts and comments we'll be back soon with another episode until then up the villa